0: hi everyone welcome back to the empowered podcast channel Um, today uh, part of our episodes are actually uh, we are working on some episodes that will feature um, coding and robotics in in the Philippines and how we get to to start with uh, the programs in the different schools so for today's episode I'm so happy and proud to welcome one of the people that I've been um, continuously collaborating with in uh Xavier School uh she's no other than Sarah Viana. hi Sarah hello all right so Sarah is a computer teacher she's an edtech coach she's been one of the forerunners actually for the past few years in Xavier School in the grade school Uh, and she's been helping me on you know training teachers on on the different uses of um, apps particularly ipad apps in in the classroom She's one of our edtech coaches. Uh, she's uh, a computer teacher. She teaches also robotics and coding. She's uh, a programmer, actually. She's very good in, in building a website from scratch. Um, if you guys know Frontiers and in Innovations in Teaching Conference, she's actually one of the, she actually leads the team behind, the, behind our website. But enough of that. I want to hear more. uh, Let's. uh, We want to hear more about uh, from Sarah. Okay, Sarah, can you please introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Sarah. I am a grade school computer teacher in Savior School, and I also handle the robotics club there.
0: All right. So, uh, how long have you been teaching, Sarah?
1: For Savior School, it's five years. But from the other, in total, it's like eight Eight years.
0: Eight years. All right, so Sarah is has a lot of experience actually in in teaching computer education so let's start with a usual the usual storytelling how does a computer class maybe let's focus on for example if you have a robotics or coding um, unit for your class how does it look like
1: okay so probably I'll give you a tour of uh, how the Mac club or the the robotics lab look like it's like... It's like a big room that has the robots there in some units. But of course, we allow students to play. So it's wide. The playing There are two playing fields wherein the student can just run the program that they built. and So,
0: so what are the, um, the usual robots or robotics kits that, we, that you use in your class?
1: Well, for grade four, we have Sphero. For Grade 6, we have VEX robots. The usual kit, we had a regular kit which can build the Clawbot. The,
0: cl- the Clawbot, oh the Clawbot. Okay, um, can you tell us uh, what's the experience? If, if for example, um, a Grade 4 at the beginning of the school year and they get to see the Sphero for the first time in your class, what's the usual reaction of the students?
1: Yay! <laughs> Of course, they will go crazy about the Sphero at end. And with the fact that it looks like the BB 8 in Star Wars, the boys oh. will just go crazy about it. But things get a bit, uh, they will stop a bit because we asked them to do flowchart first.
0: Flowcharts. Yes. So it's, they don't dive. So the excitement is really there when they look at the Sphero. Um, but then it's not like play with it immediately. It's, it's learning more about flowcharts uh, and those kinds of things um, why is that important like why teach flowcharts for example and then before letting them really play with i mean they get to play mm-hmm. but i think it's a serious play mm-hmm. right after the flowcharts mm-hmm. so why, why do we teach students flowcharts
1: Okay, so we have to go first on the basics of education, the basic core of education, which is or which are cognitive, affective, and psychomotor aspects. Now, for us to go deeper on the cognitive, we want the students to establish logic first on how they're going to program the robot or the, or the sphero. That's why we come up with flowchart. We even asked people from the industry if they also or still use uh, flowcharts in their field of work. They said yes. So I feel that having flowchart first before letting the students do the program will definitely make them come up with a good one.
0: Yeah, and then flowcharts are like sequences, right? Yes. How 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 a certain command um,
1: will run will
0: run and then. Um, the usual consequences of mm. doing it and then what are the possible things that would come after it mm. so what i really appreciate about flowcharts personally is like, i did not have computer coding when i was in grade mm. school i was only introduced around college mm. and what i love about it is you know there's a lot of Computational thinking, logical thinking yes, behind it.
1: Exactly, it's how we decompose the idea and come up with a good one—a blueprint. That's the flowchart is for.
0: And I think basically a lot of programming starts with the flowchart. With, with the flowchart. Yes,
1: a plan, and then that's how we come up with uh, a flowchart. And then how do we go with effective or application first? We ask if we go through real life situations for example if you are going to have the sphero or the vex serve as a machine for a certain vehicle that will save people who have been devastated by storm by by different uh, climate change effects or so then we come up with the sustainability plan Mm -hmm. or the what do you call that? The SDG? the SDGs. They we come up with that, and then we attach it to the pro- project, and then we ask them, "Oh, try to create a program that will run the robot and cert- to solve this certain problem."
0: That's very interesting. Like, um, what I've noticed is that a lot, a lot of, not a lot, maybe a few, because I've only seen a few um, computer teachers teach robotics. I mean, like the examples that they show is they can move this mm. Sphero from one point to another, mm. or maybe uh, work with vex robotics and then try to lift some things. What is very interesting with what you've mentioned is that you know, I feel like personally robotics makes sense if students use what they've learned in something concrete, yes. right? And it's 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 assuring that as early as grade four, five, six. Mm. They already have that opportunity like to really uh, bring what they've learned the skills that they've learned in real life learning right yes yeah um let's go back to the exp- to what you've said about effective yeah. um how does coding and robotics how do coding uh, coding and robotics lessons you know uh, develop soft skills like in the area of social emotional learning
1: well of course Uh, At first, it's not quite evident because we have to, of course, go deeper into the technicalities of
0: coding and robotics. Yes,
1: But then when we try to integrate real-life situations, there is where we come up with the effective part of uh, programming wherein they have to build something to save lives, which is actually, I feel, that is what they'll do when they all grow up. Yeah. They will have to come up with something that will, you know, help humankind into in in any manner, and that's probably how I can uh, uh, effective becomes very very evident.
0: Yeah, and then Sarah Sarah has been one of the <laughs> two, three, four teachers who actually work with me in, in e- experimenting. If you heard about it, it's the Kids Can Innovation Camp. Kids Can Innovation Camp. It was a personal passion project that I designed and then I needed teachers who would really work with me and Sarah brought in her robotics cl- uh, club it was an after-school club and what I saw like two years ago this was when we started this year for next year we're actually planning something again and what I really love about how Sarah does it is that she actually makes use of design thinking even before introducing kids again, um Sarah has been um, a core believer in design thinking, and I think that's one major strength of her work. When she mentions about mentioned about the affective side of you no know, uh, uh, um, teaching students how to feel for others. Um, just a note, also we have a mini documentary of Kids Can Innovation yes, Camp. Please <laughs> visit. <laughs> it's it's in the 100 YouTube channel, and you would see an interview of Sarah and and me yeah where she cool. talked about how her students when we did the kids can innovation camp really developed the idea of, of feeling for others empathy Yes. Um, empathy driven um, innovations and that's what we have been seeing in 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 the class in the robotics club and class of of Sarah now let's move further to that um, Sure social emotional learning of course they start with empathy Mm -mm. developing skills Uh, collaborative learning how does that work in your class
1: all right the idea since, since we're following also following the design thinking paradigm we have to have the students work together and then come up with an idea the nice thing about the design thinking part is that they can Create a prototype and then they can test that is the part wherein they have to find someone who will look for who will actually work on their project their prototype then give feedback then they will have to work again as a group there
0: so the collaborative aspect really comes out when they start brainstorming yes. ideating so yes. throughout the whole process yes and what I love about what you've said is you know they also listen to the feedback of other people even outside their group because they usually work in groups so that's collaboration in itself but um, to take collaboration deeper they have to listen to each other to other people outside their group and do much reiterations
1: and the the thing is they don't feel bad when someone gives feedback about their Mm -hmm. work I think that's also one part uh, one value that they have learned during the process besides empathy
0: yeah yeah that's a great thing. Like openness. These are a lot. There's a lot of soft skills mm. uh, being developed um, in, in robotics and coding. Like people right now, they will see the robotics and coding. And then the first glance, you know, the yeah, the, the easier might, part.
1: Actually, they, some people yeah. will just say, oh, it's hard.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the beauty of it. I don't think robotics and coding should just be plain easy yes, fun. Yes. Because in the end, if we, we want to be like, we want to engage students, you know, we give them challenges and, and, and then maybe um, work towards and they're just, they're working together. That's a lot of soft skills like mm. flexibility, adaptability and, and and we see that in your classroom. So thank you for, yes. for sharing about that. You're now, um, let's dive into another area that I want to hear from you. What has been like the different successful i mean the achievements of your students in your robotics class
1: i would like to come up with the idea that they get to explore and learn from the basic and then become uh, masters of their own and then come up with a good one a project that will help other people I feel that it's it's already a sign of success because in class i just teach them the basics Mm -hmm. and then they get to explore other aspects on their own and then come up with a good one which myself cannot think of
0: Uh, yeah and 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 i think the beauty of it is you know i this is a personal note
1: Hmm.
0: um a lot of the things that we see about robotics is basically competition based yeah right and mm. we get to see that there's a team for this and for that but for me if we want to really focus on preparing students um, i believe in a robotics that is accessible robotics mm. program that is accessible to all i mean it will challenge the way we fund
1: mm-hmm. our, the, exactly. our programs
0: <laughs> um, what else to look for I you know to, to invest on on gadgets or devices but some of the schools that i've seen is that they have after, new, after school club robotics yes, elite yes. competition teams but i really appreciate like what you have been doing what savior school has been doing is that you know we join competitions but we also ensure that you know all students get To undergo coding, coding, and robotics program as early as grade three with a few kinder
1: with a few kinder kinder (laughs) grade one
0: grade two opportunities. They
1: tried and
0: they had fun. Just to introduce, and I love about that's what I love about robotics. I think like Mm -hmm. what you've mentioned, they get to explore, Mm -hmm. they get to work on their own without the pressure really of competing with other people, Mm -hmm. just plainly being successful, right? Um, Challenges.
1: Well, it's always a challenge for me, actually, when you try to give them how are you going to plan out your program? This is the scenario, this is the problem, how are we going to resolve that? I would like to dive into the idea that probably you can make your own resolution for a problem using these tools, these apps, these uh, machines. But uh, it's always hard when you try to give them the freedom to think. Because sometimes, for example, just giving them the instruction on how to let the robot turn on a 90 degree is kind of hard for them. They will just say, why not make it drift? Yeah. Or so, But you know, you have to make a plan first. And that's where flowchart comes in. And having an activity that is a, a pen and paper base, it's really not fun when it's really computer class.
0: Oh, mm. you still let them like write yes. in a paper and write pen. Your you know plan. the ideas yes, yes. write the plan but That's very interesting mm. like people will always take like a computer class does not use paper and pen.
1: I, I even got a note from one parent asking why do I why is it that my son has to bring pencil during computer class <laughs> um, here <and> yeah <laughs> it's because <laughs> yeah, not we need everything to, yes. yeah
0: yeah I do understand that but it's very interesting um, challenges I think are very very natural I think they should be the core in ro- mm. robotics mm. and coding mm. um, subjects and it, it's very interesting Sarah teaches in primary primary school yeah right um, she handles grade four well four, grade four and grade six
1: but grade six. I used to handle grade three
0: and 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 to introduce coding like um, robotics as in, in the primary is something that I really uh, look forward to that would happen in the whole Philippine education system mm. like um, right now in the Philippines, for example The computer class is under it's a strand under TLE technology and livelihood
1: education
0: education or something like that. Yes. Yeah um, And it's not a separate subject on its own While in other education system, we have computer under computer science program and all of that Um, Xavier School. What Xavier School did is actually to create its own computer subject curriculum, and it starts in
1: grade three. Grade
0: three, and the major strands that we look into it, uh, aside from coding, programming, robotics, is we have digital citizenship. Yes. um, Design thinking. Design thinking. Productivity. Makerspace. uh, We have makerspace. We have multimedia. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those things that really focus on 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 developing a lot of soft skills mm. like skills based subject really um, a personal note that I have which I want you to comment on and maybe talk uh, talk about is I really believe that robotics should be like there are a lot of challenges uh, that could make use of robotics as an output or skill that could be that 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 are integrated with other subjects. Yes. Like, uh, we hear STEM, STEAM, mm. and I feel like we can only make sense of the importance of robotics, of coding, of programming, if students really see it valuable in their daily life. Right. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes. Um, when the students start reaching out their work environment and when they graduate from college or so they will come up if they're trying to pursue this this endeavor they will come up or try to see people coming from different areas who will soon come up with a with a with an output that will of course help people like for example let's just have one simple one Um, a computer Computer is not built by just computer science people it's built by computer science people the IT people the engineers and people from sciences art to design and so so probably it's really really important it's actually really important for us to have this collaborative activity with the other subjects having robotics on it giving the students an eye on what's going to happen in the future and how they will be able to adopt it.
0: Yeah, so it's really, it's really like as early as in primary, in kinder, we need to remind ourselves as teachers, as educators, that you know, the real life problems that we face could not just be answered by one skill or one subject. Yes. And I think if we really, really want to push robotics and coding, I think that's the, that's the agenda that we need to come up with and when we speak to the different stakeholders of, you know, members of the school. Like robotics is not just for robotics itself. Yeah, it's for everyone. It's for everyone. <laughs> yes. And then we get to apply it. Like for example, in science, like in, in, social, in the social scientist. Um, I've seen a lot of effort on how robotics functions as a way to, div- to, to create an output that would solve a real life problem.
1: Exactly. And and mm-hmm.
0: and we have been slowly do, uh, doing that, and and, and some other schools. I know some robotics teachers mm-hmm. who are partnering with different subjects so that they can, you know, give more meaning mm-hmm. to the robotic skills or mm-hmm. programs that they have yes. created. Um, even even for app development, I remember you and our friend Jane Hernandez, mm-hmm. right, teaching to students. Yes. Um, app development in uh, for Android, for example, to 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 help uh, raise awareness on sustainability on, on saving the environment yes. so those are just examples all right we're now on the last stretch of our uh, discussion interview with with Sarah um, Sarah you're an expert in the primary grade with computer education and coding yes all those stuff oh. <laughs> if we want what are some if you want to give three or maybe uh, it depends on how many would you, you would like to share um, apps that teachers could use in the early grades or in the primary in the grade school that they could use to introduce um, the idea of coding Mm -hmm. or the experience of coding or robotics or programming to their students no pressure maybe like a few of the things that you like to use in your class and maybe a short description and why you use them
1: we have scratch uh it's already updated so 3.0 For robotics, we have VEX uh, code that's new. Uh, Sphero Edu for the Sphero. And probably for app development, you can work on two. We got submarine for Windows, and then for for Apple, we got Swift. It's nice to play with these apps because it really will help the students.
0: Um, What's your most most favorite app? Like, kids love it, you love it. um, They enjoy working on it.
1: Actually, I don't have a very specific app that I like. As long as it matches the requirement of the curriculum and that students are learning with it, I actually start loving it already. (laughs) I'm any.
0: So let's just repeat Scratch Junior. Scratch Junior, Scratch.
1: Scratch. We got Sphero Edu. Got VEX Code for app development. You can work on Swift, of course. And then for Windows, it's Xamarin.
0: And then there's Swift Playground, right? Swift
1: Playground, yes. Of course, when you try to do it first to
0: introduce, yeah, introduce. the idea of coding um, Savior School has played with everyone can code program can code, yes. and then the Swift Playground is really there uh, we're not promoting that but but it's something but it's that, fun yeah something that we have worked with that's I got to I got to yes. to explore the Swift Playground also. Well, it has
1: features that will really really help even those people who are not into programming to learn how to develop an app
0: yeah and it's game piece and it's very tailored uh everyone can code also has teacher guide right teacher guide books uh, multi-touch books available online that teachers can download so there are already learning materials resources at the same time teacher guides that that any teacher could actually make use and there um thank you for Those discussions, Sarah, um, and we are very, very much thankful. You have added a a perspective, an additional perspective. Um, Sarah is the first guest that really talked about um, coding and robotics in the primary grade. Um, We have another episode. We have um, Paul rodon Mike talking about robotics in a bigger, um, grander scheme of things for school. Um, we need Diola mentioned. We know that Diola mentioned about how she does it in, in her science class. Um, Dominic uh, Sales talked about uh, robotics competition and how we can also give that opportunity to our students. And and Sarah, of course, talked about introducing robotics and coding in the primary grades in the grade school. So we have already uh, that kind of playlist. We still have a few guests who will be talking about coding and robotics uh, program in their school and I hope you you listen to it. So Sarah are there any ways for them to to contact or reach you? Or, are you on social media on Twitter yeah, maybe? Yeah, I'm on
1: social media. I got this Facebook account, uh, Andrea Viana. And probably that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Andrea Viana in okay. in, in Facebook. on on Facebook. Yeah. So you can reach her uh, and maybe if you have questions, you can also message, message her. Yes. So again, thank you so much for being with us with this um, another episode. Um, thank you for continuing to listen. And, and we hope that you share about this with your uh, education circles also. So see you next episode, everyone. Bye. Thank, you and thank you. Bye. Thank you.